Welcome to the Friday Five here on the Agent Survival Guide podcast. I'm Sarah, your host, and this week's Friday Five is a little bit different. Normally, it's the weekly list of five things you need to know about. This week, today, actually, it's my birthday. So we're switching it up, and I'm bringing you five podcast episodes that you need to know about. Each one is an episode I recently listened to and especially enjoyed. So that's what we are going to talk about today. And before I get started, these are in no particular order, just in the order that I happen to choose to talk about them. So number one, when this episode popped up in my feed, I wasn't sure if it was an actual episode. Many podcasts use their feed to promote other podcasts, whether they're new or similar to what you're listening to. I've mentioned that I do my listening on Spotify, So when I check my podcast queue, shows with new episodes appear at the top of the feed. The Bridge has not been at the top of my feed for quite some time. They've been on hiatus since 2018 with a few announcements about the future of the show and Rebecca Mahoney's book in between. And in all fairness, this wasn't a full episode. It was a mini episode, but still, it's new content and that's what matters, right? Quick recap on the premise of The Bridge. In a world that's not too different from our own, there's a transcontinental bridge that connects North America and Europe. Watchtowers dot the length of the bridge, and the story follows crew members of Watchtower 10, but listeners quickly learn that there's not much traffic on the bridge, as most attractions have fallen into ruin after mysterious, disastrous, and potentially paranormal events. The newest episode is called The Lighthouse, and it's the first ever traffic report disguised as bridge folklore that Etta reports on for us. So think of it as like a mini prequel to the whole podcast. Number two, 20,000 Hertz is a podcast all about interesting sounds. So there's a broad range of what an episode can cover, but it will be sound related. Sound logos and jingles have a special place in my heart. So when 20,000 Hertz put out an episode on McDonald's I'm Lovin' It jingle, I had to listen to the origin story. I grew up in the era of food, folks, and fun. So when the I'm Lovin' It jingle debuted, I remember it. Justin Timberlake played a big part in the debut. But it was interesting to hear the full story about the work that went in behind the scenes and all the people in the music industry that I did not know had a hand in production. What made this particular jingle so iconic for McDonald's is that it was the first of their jingles to be used universally in different languages and cultures, another tidbit that I did not know prior to listening. Number three, this episode comes from the podcast Thrilling Tales of Modern Capitalism, which the title does a great job of also explaining the premise of the entire show, so I don't feel like I need to elaborate there. But this particular episode, at first glance, I wasn't too interested in because I saw Color of Money, and I had just recently listened to an episode on the actual Color of Money on 99% Invisible and mistook it for a similar episode. I didn't even see the name Pantone next to it. Thankfully, the other day, I took a second look at the episode title and realized my mistake and immediately clicked play. 
In addition to all things audio and podcasting, I also happen to collect nail polish. I love painting my nails, and part of that love stems from the love of color, which ties so well into Pantone. The company started out as an easier way to talk about color in the design world, but it has evolved into color forecasting, which I find fascinating. When you listen to this episode and they talk about the people who wait for the color of the year to be announced, I am one of those people. This podcast episode was an explainer of sorts on Pantone, how the business started, what they do now, and commentary from those in the industry. Number four, along the same lines as the last episode, it was the mention of color in this one that got my attention initially, the blue steak experiment from Decoder Ring. How could you not click on that to find out more? It was produced in collaboration with the podcast Proof. On their feed, it was published under the title Considering Blue Food. The podcast Decoder Ring takes a look at an object of cultural importance, delves into the history, and tells us all about why it matters. Proof does essentially the same thing, but their focus is on food and drink, making the subject of this episode perfect fodder for a crossover. So in addition to the title drawing me in, the first sentence describing the episode did too. What took blue food so long to catch on? So first, yes, there's a point to be made there. And for the record, I voted for the purple M&M, not the blue ones. Second, where was this episode going? As I was thinking about the lack of blue food, the episode tied the possibility of that fact to something called the blue steak experiment. They touched on the psychology of color in everyday objects, but especially our food. And then the episode also touched on food dye issues, which was a hot topic when I was growing up. But I think with this episode, there were so many cultural reference points that I found myself nodding along with the little bits of knowledge I was learning like a bobblehead on a bumpy road. I love it when that happens, and those little moments of delight don't normally happen as often as they did during this particular episode. So guaranteed, I will be diving back into both Decoder Ring and Proof's archives. Number five. Last but not least, this episode came from the aptly titled podcast, History of the 90s, which also, pretty self-explanatory. The episode for this one 90s gadgets, because I had to find out if all of the gadgets I thought should be included would be in there, and for the most part, they were. One of the most glaring of those gadgets, Tamagotchi and other virtual pet games. I'm not sure why I didn't have a Tamagotchi. I had a Playmates Nano Kitty, probably something to do with wanting to make sure I ended up with a cat rather than being surprised by the animal. I don't know. Also mentioned in the episode, though, Furby, The Walkman, and Game Boy, to name a few. It was certainly a trip down memory lane. Fast forward maybe two weeks from me listening to that episode, and my daughter picked out a Tamagotchi virtual pet as her toy pick the other day at the store. She's been having so much fun playing with it, so I guess it's true what they say. History does repeat itself. And for this week's bonus, 
I managed to track down Oreo's newest cookie flavor, Strawberry Frosted Donut. They're pretty good. I'll be posting a pic to my Instagram if you want to check one out to see what they look like. Funny story, back in high school during French class when it was our birthday, each student would bring in a pack of Oreos to share with the class. I don't really remember why Oreos, other than everyone liked them. There's nothing inherently French about an Oreo, but we all brought them in, and because of my birthday being in March, I would bring in spring Oreos, which just happened to have blue icing in the center. I couldn't find anything linking the release of spring Oreos to the timing of the blue food craze of the 90s, but it definitely makes me look at them in a whole new light. So be sure to check out the notes for links to each of the podcast episodes we mentioned today, and I hope you enjoy them. We will be back next week with our regular Friday Five, so make sure you're following along for that. I hope you have a great weekend. Stay healthy, stay safe out there, and we will see you next week. The Agent Survival Guide podcast is a production of Ritter Insurance Marketing. This episode was written and produced by me, Sarah Rupel. Script editing by Brianna Lowe. Artwork by Nick Smith.